Okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We'll, we'll go ahead and say it's starting. This is episode 59 of the Current Gen Podcast. I'm Tim, here with Derek. Welcome, my friend. How you doing? Hey, I'm pretty good. I don't know where Dan is, though. So we're trying to call Dan. He said he's going to join us. He'll probably jump on the call pretty soon. I'm, I mean, I'm... I'm... I mean, he is a, he is committed to his wife, so it could be quality time with his wife. But I would not be surprised if he is doing what I was doing two seconds ago, and that's playing Resident Evil Village, the demo. The yeah, and demo. by the way, if you miss out on your demo time because we're recording this, then I'm sorry, but also you'll get to play it in three weeks. So relax. Yeah. You'll be fine. And you know me. I don't care about demos. Now, if it was a demo that was like, hey, everything that you do in this demo carries over, I would want to play it. But oh yeah, that's not. true. You never really have been big into demos. Like you might dabble for a second, but otherwise you're not that interested in playing them through. That's true. No. Plus, this is going to be streamed everywhere. I'll just watch it. But I, I did boot it up just to see what it looked on the PS5. Looked, yeah, on the PS5. I have this, and I may have said this on previous show. I have it pre-ordered on both PC and PS5. Yeah. For those who are like, why would you buy a game twice? Well, I bought it on PC first, and then Tim and I, who game share, talked about it, and Tim's interested in playing the game, and he knows I'm interested in always owning it, so we decided he'll buy other games. I don't remember. Well, he talked about them last week. He'll buy other games if I buy Resident Evil, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy yeah, it. And I, I am going to get Returnal. As soon as I start seeing some more like up to date, close to release previews and reviews, possibly. But Returnal is one that I'm planning on getting. I know you're not that interested, but hey, you'll get it for free. So, I mean, I'm definitely gonna try it. Yeah, it's not that I'm not interested. I just feel like it's one of those games where I'm like, mm, this is for everybody else. I have a feeling I'm gonna boot it up and be like, this is cool, and then not play it after. That. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I do the same thing with most Souls-like games. I. I try them out. I think they're pretty cool. I'll get through a couple bosses, and then I'm not usually interested in playing them all the way through. The exception so being... So is that you want to talk about Demon Souls now and how you quit on it already? I have just gotten so distracted from Demon Souls. I don't really feel a pull back to it. I do like it. It's still installed, but I haven't played it since uh, I got stuck on those stupid wolves. But, um, yeah. Wolves. Is it wolves? Whatever they are, some kind of dogs oh. that attack you under the bridge. Listen, oh. it's one of those. It's one of those areas of the game where it really starts to branch a lot of different directions. You you have a lot of different paths to choose. So I'm interested in trying the different paths, but just got distracted by other games, and I'll talk about a couple of them. But yeah, just got distracted by other games. It is what it is. Those souls, those souls like games. I see the appeal. Sometimes they do it for me, but they're never. It's it's never such a strong pull, except for the one exception was Bloodborne. It's never such a strong pull that I'm like, that is the game that I want to play. I don't want to play anything else, just that. It's just never been my favorite style uh, of game. Well, I like clearly, they're, they're becoming my favorite. I, I talked about last week how I got sucked back into Mortal Shell. Well, sure. while I was playing Mortal Shell, it kind of like took me over the edge. I've gone to Displate.com. 50 billion times trying to find a combination of three displays that I wanted. And normally when I go there, I'm like Mass Effect and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that's what I'm trying to get. And I'm like, I'm never completely sold on them. I'm like, I like them, but there's something off. And then finally, I was like playing Mortal Shell. I was like, you know what, Derek? This is your favorite genre. Go on there and see if they have any cool, like, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and stuff like that. And I went on there, and I found 
the it's not the artist but like his thing that he does is he calls it i think burn it's burning art mm-hmm. and so i found three really cool burning um displays for sekiro bloodborne and dark souls and these are these are things that you just hang up right these are yeah yeah okay so it's gonna go in my gaming area they even give you like a magnet it comes with it just to put them on your wall and um and i'm excited about it i'm like you know what those that three they fit the same genre and i love all three of those games like i think are all three of the franchises i think they're top notch and i i still like stuff like mass effect and horizon all that stuff more there's a special place in those games hearts because like you were just saying hey i like them but they don't hook me every time i play them i'm like i gotta i gotta finish it i gotta i gotta (laughs) beat this because maybe it's like this like insecure Derek part that's like you can't lose to this you gotta be you gotta prove that you're a good gamer even though i suck at everything uh else um i always finish those games and i enjoy them so and they've got some really cool witcher ones it looks like too i'm looking at them right now yeah bloodborne's got some great ones i'd like to get witcher i do want one with link like they got some cool link ones or breath of i would like to do like a breath of the wild and then um i want to get definitely mass effect i think i want to get the legendary edition one they have one where it's just like the art from the legendary edition of mass effect trilogy yeah and then I oh, they have some cool add, God of War ones as well with Kratos. Yeah, there's some really cool ones. They're pricey, but I will say I got the cheapest ones. Like I got the medium size, no frame, and I think it's just the malt. Um, style. like the size of a piece of paper, roughly. Yeah, it's not huge, but it's not small. Um, that's what she said. And then uh, I so I got three of them, and so. I'm just going to put them side by side by side and yeah. they look really cool. They look well done and they're not nice. flimsy. So they're not going to bend or crease or anything like that. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm looking at these now. I'm going to take a look at some of these later to see if there's something to, to get from my wall behind myself here during my work days, as well as podcast. Make sure you use a coupon. They always do. Like I got 33% off because they do charge shipping because they're not in the United States. So you cannot get by without, even if you added like $500 worth of stuff, they're going to charge you like $25 for shipping. Yeah, it's got um, a code right at the top of the website, and I'm sure I can find other ones too, where if you buy three or more, you can get 27% off. Yeah, I did three three or more, you get 33% off. There you go. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I don't really have much decorative stuff for gaming these days, although I do want to get some more. I've gotten a few mugs, gotten a few shirts, but needed to get more dan has put me to shame and i think he's going to join us here pretty shortly but his setup with all of his glowing blue playstation sony stuff and his figures and uh, the controller decorate like i need more stuff like that and also i need a better camera i'm just using my laptop camera so if you're watching on youtube my camera's never super clear because my lighting in here is mediocre and i'm just using a built-in laptop camera so hoping to up my game in those areas here in the near future but we'll see what happens i'll tell you what though i've been really hooked on a show that i wanted to real quick talk about have you ever watched that show uh longmire on netflix uh i think i started it did i talk about this last week already you talked about a show and i think your background is it yeah 
yeah so this is the, the background is picture of the main guy from longmire and so i'm i'm into season two now so or is it season two or three i think i just started season three um anyway this is a show that was on like a and e or something back in the 2000 teens like 2010 2012 something like that it got three seasons it got canceled and netflix picked it back up and did three more seasons so it's got six seasons and i've heard they get even better but um yeah it's very much like a procedural crime mystery mystery crime show where each episode opens with some kind of body being found or crime being committed and then the cops have to solve it so it's procedural but then of course like all these shows it has some kind of overarching story like a mystery of who killed this main person or some kind of dark background that someone has oh yeah i have started this so yeah it's got one of those overarching stories throughout each season that kind of keeps pulling you along there's like one of his deputies runs for mayor against him. So the whole background story for every episode is building up to this election. But every episode still has its own encapsulated murder mystery to solve. And some of them are great. Some of them are just fine. It's a little bit law and order minus the the courtroom scenes, you know, where you've got a murder and they got to solve it. So, yeah, but I like it. Plus, it's set out in Wyoming. So it's lots of way out in the mountains, out in the country, horse riding. It's, you know, very cowboy like in modern day. And he's he's very old school. He refuses to get a cell phone. You know, he's just an old school dude. But I really like it. Procedural generated shows. Oh, so much fun. (laughs) That was my nerd voice. That's my nerd voice. Dan has arrived with his nerd voice. It's also uh, if you watched the more modern reboot of Battlestar Galactica, which now is getting a little older. I think it's like twenty years old almost now. Yeah, it's actually fifteen years old. Um. Anyway, the the actress who played starbuck her name is katie um sack Sackoff, something like that it's a weird it's a weird last name um <laughs> you mean jack off right that's what i meant uh she the one who played starbuck she's in this as she's one of the main characters she's really good too but anyway i recommend longmire if you like that kind of you know on this week's mystery it's apparently based off of a mystery mystery novels from back in the day so I like it. I think it's great. It's one of those shows that's fun to escape to, and I, I don't care if it's a little cheesy and a little bit... You know, they do a lot of stuff with uh, the Native Americans that are there on the reservation, and some of the... Just some of the political issues there, too, are actually pretty interesting, I think. So, I like it. But So, that's what I've been watching. And what I've been playing... Not Demon Souls. Sorry, Derek. But I did start playing another game that you had purchased because you told me you had it on the Xbox, which I didn't realize you had purchased it. And that was Curse of the Dead Gods. So that's one that several folks in the group have been playing for a little yes. while now. It came out last month, I think. Um, and I saw it and I thought this looks cool, but I don't know. I'll get it. It's probably going to be free at some point. And in a way it was because Derek bought it. So, um, He's your so I'm playing that. daddy, right? That's right. Obviously. So I'm playing that one. And <laughs> he so just this smirked. one, this one was uh, published by Focus Interactive. I feel like they always have somewhere in the two to four range of games every year that are like, oh, that was a surprisingly fun little game or big game. Who knows? Um, I think I feel like Focus is always putting out something interesting every year, or publishing something interesting every year. So this one is. I got to be honest. It feels like such a Hades ripoff. If it weren't if it weren't made so close to it, I would think it is. I think they certainly have taken pieces from things like Hades and from Diablo and other things. But, I mean, it, it feels very much like Hades. And maybe maybe I'm uninformed here. Maybe Hades ripped off another game, and both of these games are based off of that. I don't well, know. 
I mean, rogue. I mean, they're roguelites, right? But they're both isometric. They sure. both include the same room structure where you kind of have to pick a path and then it crumbles behind you because it's oh. all randomly generated. Um, so it's got very similar setups that way. But the good news is the like Hades, where Hades has a very deep kind of Greek mythology lore. Mm-hmm. Curse of the Dead Gods is very light on lore and story and dialogue, and it just kind of throws you right in. And the idea is the farther you progress, the more corrupted you get, which means you're going to start having these curses that build up on you. And the, the final curse is this full corruption, which is makes the game incredibly hard because you have like one health. <laughs> so it's like really tough after that point. But you can sacrifice, uh, I don't know if it's purity or whatever it is, but you can you can allow more corruption to, to um, take over in order to get better weapons or upgrades or things like that throughout each run, you can allow yourself to become more corrupted to upgrade stuff if you don't have enough money uh, to upgrade mm-hmm. those things. So it's kind of a cool balance. It's And it's, again, it's one of those games where you just get as far as you can in each run. It's not as difficult as Hades was, at least for me personally. I feel like Hades was a tougher game. I think this one's much easier. I got through the first two bosses without too much difficulty. I haven't seen this so. game in action. Is it, like, fast and frenetic like Hades? Yeah. Or? Okay. Mm-hmm moves pretty quick yeah um it's one of those things too where you've got a lot of different weapons to choose from you know whether it's knives that you throw or mm. you can pick up a spear bone arrow sword hammer um shield so also a weapon like a bunch of weapons like hades so correct yeah. correct <laughs> except they do add a few um a few other ones like guns and things like 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 a revolver you, you get a okay. few other weapons that aren't there in hades yeah um so again if, it's very very similar in my opinion i even think the combat feels similar the dodge and all that stuff feels similar mm. Some of the systems are a little different, which is cool. Um, and I do think overall it's a little easier. It's not nearly as long of a game. Like in Hades, even if you complete a full run, you haven't actually experienced the whole game yet yeah. um, without spoiling anything. So there's more to that game than that first than just getting through it all one time. So with this one, it might be the same way as well. But I do know this. They have a bunch of like daily and weekly challenges. So they because it's all procedurally generated... There's plenty for them to keep throwing at you. They just had an update recently where you can really turn up all kinds of essentially cheat modes. You can turn your like God mode and infinite ammo and stamina. Like you have all these things that you can do to make the game to essentially break the game and just play around. Like yeah. I want I want it to be super difficult or super easy. So they've added all these modes. You can't unlock uh, trophies or achievements. I don't think when you do that. You yeah. I mean that's usually the case when a game allows you to. Yeah. You know, kind of activate god mode, so to speak. So. Yeah, but I think it's cool that they're doing that. Uh, and then they added some additional weapons. And it's, it's, they call it the Dead Cells update. So I think there's some Dead Cells mm. connections, some content there. But um, anyway. Not the same developer, right? Is it? If, I don't know. Derek, do you know the answer to that off the top of your head? I don't think it's the same developer as Dead Cells. Mm. Sorry, was it Curse of the Dead Gods? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, so I do recommend I they're it. they're doing it's a good. crossover, right? They did a crossover. I just don't know if it's the same developer. It was by Past Tech Games. No, they should be separate. Okay. Yeah, they're not the same. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. But uh, but it's good. I like it. I, I recommend it. I think if you liked Hades, if you liked Dead Cells, if you like these kinds of dark but really fun combat um, games, then give it a shot. It's, it's nowhere near as in-depth as like a Diablo or something like that. It's not like that. Although it is isometric action, it's just it's different. So it's cool. I dig it. Um, the other it's thing, not Resident I'm, Evil Eight, so I don't care. It's no it's, RE8. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's definitely not RE8. Uh, the other thing I've been playing before, I wanted to see Dan. Did you play the RE8 demo? I literally. That's actually why I was 
well, late, I guess, because you guys wanted to start early because you're old men and you're probably like, I'm so tired. And you just, you know, go like this to your eyes or whatever. I'm so sleepy. We do that. Bro, yes. I'm like a partier now. I'm out, up you're up, a partier. Up yeah. like two and three in the morning with like no. in the college scene. You're just doing shots and having broads just grind, grind up against your crotch. It's <laughs> You're just you're out of you're out of control. This is actually an intervention. This is this not is episode. A, yeah, we're not, not talking about video 59. games. This is no. not episode fifty nine. It's episode intervention for Derek. That's right. You got it. <laughs> yeah, like everywhere I look around, I'm like, wow, she's really hot, but she's about <laughs> twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, makes sense. You could be most of these girls' father. All right. So I'm anyway, okay with being their daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh don't say don't say okay let's talk about re8 in just a second <laughs> i did want to mention real quick this game i'm playing it's only on game pass for pc they just added it to game pass but it's not on the xbox because i don't think there's a console version of it it's called pathway and um this is not everyone's cup of tea it's got this old school aesthetic to it but yet still looks modern anyway i think it's fantastic it's one of those ones where um you you if you ever played FTL or honestly, even curse of the dead gods, the way you kind of, you have a map and then there's a couple connecting routes and you can kind of pick which route to go. And it could be something great. It could be an enemy. It could be a healing opportunity. So it's one of those types of games. And then when you get into combat, it's a grid based turn-based strategy combat. So Mm -hmm. you've got, but it's all set in world war two, like world war two Africa. So it's all very desert, uh, oriented and you have world war ii weapons you've got some special abilities on each character so you have an overworld map where you decide which route you want to take to get to your destination and then when you get into combat you know it's it's a cover-based turn-based um turn-based rpg so the very light rpg it's not hmm. you know it's not gears tactics or XCOM or anything that crazy it's very light but, did you um, um did you guys ever play that I think it was on PlayStation Plus like way early on in the PS4's life cycle uh Mercenary Kings Yeah briefly. it's like the environment sort of reminds me of that like it almost kind of has like just like similar vibes like the art style Yeah, hmm. yeah the art style reminds me a lot of um kind of the Super Nintendo PlayStation 1 era of certain RPGs but yeah. still looks more modern still looks more in depth Uh Derek you raised your hand you have a question <laughs> Hey, teach. What a question. That was his way I of love how, like, while you guys talk, I'm so interested. So, like, clearly, new things to like. He's like, hey, what is what does Skype let us do now? Oh my gosh. Uh, so anyway, I do think Pathway is fun if you like strategy games and um, kind of that old school approach, uh, visual approach. Um, then yeah, give Pathway a shot. If you've got a PC, you can play it on Game Pass. Um, I don't know if it's coming. Just so listeners know, whenever Tim says, "Hey, there's this game I'm playing," it's not for everybody. What he's really saying is, "It's <laughs> oh, not there." Yeah. <laughs> Moving well, Derek, forward. Don't give it away, man. That was my. That's been my cue for you for years of letting you know oh, you absolutely. can tune me out for a couple minutes. That's what I'm he telling. Only you. says it on games he knows I'll absolutely trash. So, like, it's just not for everybody. AKA, I mean. Don't worry. I was trying to help you. I'll stop doing that. Though. I mean, you don't really have to. He knows when he doesn't want to listen. He'll just yeah, be true. on his phone, take or falling asleep, literally. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I need to be nice to Derek, especially tonight, because he's potentially giving up Resident Evil 8 demo time to be on the show. We'll see. We'll see that. I'll tell you about the demo, Derek, because I just finished it. So You can. I mean, I started it. Did I talk about why we were recording? Oh, or was I talking Did about you? why we were? mentioned it real briefly. So what you, you guys start it, though? 
Because, I mean, it, the timer is running then if you started it and then paused it. Well, I, I turned off the PS5. Okay, I didn't good. put it in rest mode. I turned it off. Okay, good. Yeah, I just started it. You can talk about it. I don't care. If, you no, know. I'm saying okay, good, because I thought this demo also was going to be like, you can play the half hour repeatedly. You cannot. It just it cuts you off. Like, it basically it starts the new timer of the new demo that's going to... Initiate. I think that's how they did Resident Evil 7's demo. Right. Too. But I'm, what I'm saying is the demo that's going to be the full hour that's uh, in like a couple of weeks or whatever, that you can play multiple times. So yeah. that's where I got Why confused. Why are they doing it this way? This doesn't make so, any sense. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. The most convoluted rollout of demos like ever in existence. Like, <laughs> like I think this... honestly it's just to give like PlayStation owners like a little like, hey, yeah. But it's how they're even doing it. Just yeah, it it's so convoluted. Like so, basically, there's the demo that's out now, which is just the village, and it's a half an hour. And then I think next weekend is the castle demo. That sounds and, right. The castle. And that's, and that's a half an hour. And yeah. then the week after that is the everyone can play demo, which is a full hour, and you can choose where you want to do castle, or you can do the village. You can mix it up. But you can rinse and repeat that demo, whereas the one for just PlayStation, both parts, apparently, it's just it, you play the half hour, and once the timer runs out, like, you're done. So You're done. You're done. I saw, All right, so, like, Dan, what do you think game. about it? Because Derek's thought on it so far, for the 30 seconds he was able to see it, was how amazing it looks on the PS5. Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The old the old lady that's walking you into the village, like her face, I was like, wow, this is like the best looking face in a Resident Evil game I've ever seen. Um just a lot of detail, the animation's very nice. Just um the, the village looks like like gives you that Resident Evil four vibe. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah. look exactly like it. I'm just saying sure. it gives you that feeling right away. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and again, the second we saw the first trailer of like showing that kind of like that beginning area, it was like, yeah, oh yeah, they're definitely you know, taking inspiration from four. Um, so here's what I think they're doing. I think the, not like a hub world, I think you're going to probably start out in the village, but they're going to have different houses because there's clearly like the vampire, the big vampire lady, she's working for that whatever lady. Lady, Mar- lady Miranda, I think it is. Yeah. And then I think there's a brother and some right. other that are related and i think they're gonna have their houses or whatever areas that they are located in so i think the in between will be the village like the village yeah. will lead you to so those different areas the dude with the hat and the giant hammer i think he's a, a lichen which is werewolf um and then you got the step on me vampire lady um that everybody wants to sleep with yeah well, that was what there was, I was a big thing say. about the pronunciation for her name now too how do you pronounce it De- so um Brittany said her name but like the u at the end was missing so i thought she actually said it wrong because i'm assuming it's demetrescu but i don't think she said the u at the end so I, i'm not actually sure still to be honest so there um, was a a funny meme about the demos where hmm. it was like um releases you have 30 minutes to play the the castle demo and then it shows a guy running it uh it shows tom hanks and what's that movie he did where he's running. Oh, with... oh uh, Forrest Gump, right? It shows him Where running. running. Forrest yeah. Gump and it says, <laughs> running to Lady Blah Blah Blah's bedroom. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I got thirty minutes to get to get to. Yeah, where is this? How do I find the key to open this specific door? Well, that's actually ten hours in. So, um, yeah, the the lighting is. So I basically walked around a lot right in the beginning because there's like a few little like abandoned shacks that you can walk walk into. The lighting is is insane. The lighting is fantastic. Um, Are you not, playing ray tracing mode? Yeah, I I left it on. Um, I didn't really toggle it back and forth, so I I I can't go back and check like the difference. But I, it Does was it automatically to ray tracing. It did, yeah. Okay, so then that's what I was playing on because I did not okay. change anything. Okay, yeah. The the lighting is insane. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, when the game fully comes out, I want to like be in rooms where like say like a lamp is moving because like the the lighting just looks pretty. It looks very dynamic, like just the way that it bounces off of things and when you enter a room like it kind of brightens up as you know as if you were walking into an actual room where it might look kind of darker if you were standing outside of it um i mean lighting super i think is going to be super important in this game for sure um and then sound is going to definitely be important because i mean after having finished um resident evil 7 and i was using these headphones these are really nice headphones um the, the the sound was like insane like when i originally played the game i just played them with like the playstation headphones and like it's like night and day so i would imagine that they've even perfected the the sort of uh, surround sound and like all the dynamic sounds even more oh, um, sure. with this game for sure so i yeah, actually just bought a um I bought like a, for my TV, which didn't have like the OLED TV didn't have bad sound. It's actually yeah. pretty good for for the TV. But I went ahead and bought like a, a surround sound setup. I yeah. spent three hundred bucks on one at yeah. Costco. Yep. And now whenever I don't turn that on, I just turn the TV on. I'm like, yeah, it's gross, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, built-in TV speakers. They're only, in my opinion, they'll only get the job done for like news or some basic sitcom show you're watching real quick. Otherwise, like if you're gonna play a game or watch, even watch sports, in my opinion, or watch a movie, yeah. you need the real deal sound, you know. So I'm excited to have like surround sound while I play like Resident Evil. And, yeah. And I'm probably honestly gonna do my first playthrough. I would imagine on PC because I'm gonna want the ray tracing and I'm. Yeah. I think I can pull off with my card. I think I can get eighty to hundred frames. You probably can with your new with your new rig, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, I would no. imagine it's oh. gonna look insane on your PC. So yeah, because yeah, if the PS5 can do a locked forty-five frames per second mm-hmm. at four K with ray tracing enabled, again, I don't know if it's a fake ray tracing. Sure. I'm gonna get into it, but for people that don't know, these consoles do do ray tracing, but they don't do the full of what a full ray tracing is. It's not but every I, ray. It's just some of the rays. <laughs> it's it's a few rays, rays you know? Yeah. It's, it's like rays. one or two rays fake versus rays. like, you know. Yeah. So I, I think with everything enabled and stuff, I could at least get 60 to 80 frames, which I think yeah. would be super. And again, looks gorgeous on my PS5 on my TV. So again, I would imagine on PC, it's going to be bananas. So Well, yeah, I I'm going to try this too. I'm going to try this demo tonight when we're done recording. Um, yeah. I would have tried it earlier, but, um, you know, children and stuff. Let's not have sure. nightmares tonight if we can help. Um, the werewolves, I did shoot uh, a couple of werewolves. They take a lot of bullets. So, <laughs> And I'm playing on normal. I was playing it on normal, so I was like, wow, these guys are not going down. Uh, uh, this is going to be tough. So, um, But I did. I did. Uh, I found one, uh, like, landmine in a building, so I, I dropped that down, and it took, took one of them out real quick. Um, 
How does but the I, shooting feel, shooting and combat stuff? How does it feel? So, um, so it's got the adaptive triggers, so like this, like sort of that resistance, which was really nice. It just feels really cool. Um, so you, you, you obviously you hold the uh, L2 to draw the weapon, and then you know you're fire, firing with R2. Yeah, it feels nice. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's better than like a Call of Duty or something that really focuses on that, but um, yeah, I think I think it feels nice. The shotgun feels nice. So. Um, yeah, not bad, not amazing. Just yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah this this game is getting close, man. So. This is like Derek and I were just talking about this before we started recording. It's, it's like two and a half weeks away, something like that. So yeah, it's May seventh, right? Yeah, it's getting close, which is awesome. Sorry, I keep muting in between when I'm not talking because my wife is trying to get kids down, and two of the toddlers are being very loud right outside my door. That's what I want for Christmas: is a soundproof door. That's what mm. I like. Or just a whole room, and then you can just run into your room and lock the you sound. You need a man back. cave. So my our bedroom is the closest thing I have to a man cave. My wife, for the most part, lets me kind of own it, but uh, our door is like paper thin, at least sure. when it comes to sound. Like, is that where you right... set your office up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where. Yeah, I've got my gaming PC stuff here. We've got a TV over there. We can watch shows. Um, I got my work stuff set up right here too. So this is my favorite spot in the house. I just my door is not very soundproof. I thought you um had done the basement up. No, our it's our room. We have done the basement up for the kids, for the older kids. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. But, yeah, all of our older kids live down there. They're fine. Like for the most part, they kind of get it. If they're if I'm supposed to, they're supposed to be quiet. They also know they're gonna lose some screen time if they <laughs> really cause a problem when I'm trying to do mm-hmm. something. But when you're talking to a three year old, their ability to rationalize and make a well, rash, well reasoned decision isn't really there yet. Not developed. You can't. Yet. You can't negotiate with the terrorist. So you can't. You really can't. Just, you can't. And that's exactly what they are. <laughs> so many terrorists. So many. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of my you kids, you guys are getting to... zucked for that. Curry <laughs> has something in Skype that he can. Like, well, watch. because you're here, he's after you. Yeah, but dude, you. we're we're not on the short list like you yeah. are. You are 100 <laughs> percent on the short list. All like, of oh, both that guy you again? and okay. your. You and all of your alter egos out there, they're all on the short list. <laughs> they know who it is. They're like, you it's act the like same. they don't know. Yeah, it's you the same like freaking phone number, bro. Yeah. We know who you are. Yeah. You're, you're done. <laughs> same picture, um, same face, same guy. But yeah, speaking of my kids, we watched um, 2009's Avatar, the James Cameron movie, not The Last Airbender. Uh, Have, last you Avatar? Have you guys seen Avatar? Have you guys seen Avatar? <laughs> it's. Uh, so we watched it, and yes, it is, of course, a blatant ripoff of many classic stories like Pocahontas and, and then Dance of the Wolves, which was a ripoff of Pocahontas. So I get it. I totally understand that. But when it, even the visuals and the story and just like the fun action, again, this is according to watching with my kids, still pretty fun. Still liked that movie. Yeah. I mean, like when, I, did that, when did that come out? 2009. That's 12 years old now. Yeah. The CG at the time was pretty... Yeah, and you can see now how, like, okay, they could make that look better, and I'm assuming for the upcoming sequels they will, but it still looks really good. Like, it's it's not quite up to snuff with some of the stuff we've seen in recent years. I like just watching, you know, Kong and Godzilla, for example. That CG is just amazing. And so this isn't quite up to snuff with that, but it's still really, really good. And the character design is awesome. And I know, that, I know a lot of people don't like it, and they'll trash it, and they think I've got garbage opinions well. for liking things like that it, but uh, but i do it's just good popcorn fun like we had ice cream and popcorn and pretzels and just snacked and watched this movie last night it was awesome so it was people fun. love to hate on things that are popular right that's just how that works i feel like tim just likes things that are like 
positive. Like, he wants to live in this, like, happy, pretty world. So, <laughs> I want to live in the happy, pretty world. Yes, I do. Whereas, like, people like me are like, Star Wars needs to get darker. Like, <laughs> like the good people need to start actually dying. Did you see what Kyle posted recently where it was, it showed, like, a bunch of examples in the Star Wars cartoon. It was, like, um, addiction, sex trafficking, it oh, made all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was like, and this is for kids. Okay. Like, yeah, it had yeah. all the different <laughs> topics that they've covered. Sure. But, like, that's work. usually the side stuff, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's usually the little side episodes on the like, Clone Wars. And and they don't talk about it with the phrases like human trafficking, but that's what they're talking about, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right, that was a little sidetrack there. One of you wrote that you played Hunt Showdown. Tell me about this game. We yeah. This came out a little while back, but... Um, just, yeah, but, like, just to end Resident Evil 8, I, I can already tell it's going to be amazing, so please, everybody, play it. Oh, yeah, um, we'll be talking about that one a lot over the next few absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. Um, so this is... Uh, I'm actually playing it. And uh, Derek, I think this is actually something you might like. This is a swimming in sevens uh, type of game, so that's right down your alley. Yeah, I own this game. I played it. On oh, PC. do you? Okay. Um, now, did you buy it because it was on sale? No. So a while back, uh, the Easy Allies were playing it on a stream, and I was like, "Oh, that that looks pretty cool." And it like, oh, it's I, I, super cool. Yeah, I, I liked the look of it. I was like, "This is actually a pretty nice looking game." I mean, they were probably probably playing on PC, which obviously would look nicer. Um, cause I'm playing the PS4 version on my PS5 and there's no upgrade. So I'm, I'm playing a PlayStation 4 game. Um, so it doesn't look as nice, but, um, this is yeah, it's run it, right? 60 yeah. because you're playing it on PS5. Um, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I don't think it ran 60 on last gen. But... Yeah. Then I'm going to assume this. Yeah. This, cause I, I found an article where they said, don't expect an update anytime soon. So I was like, oh, well that's a bummer, but whatever. Can you um, cross play? So like, if I was playing on PC, yeah. we could play together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. Yeah, actually... I, I always assumed this was just like an evolve type of game where you're playing against so, other people the whole time. Yeah, that's so, why I never gave it a shot. So basically, it so it doesn't have a story mode, which is kind of a bummer. I think they could have done something cool with like the concept uh, story uh, story mode, but whatever, it's fine. So it's a PvP PVE type of game. Um, that's pretty much its uh, main uh, bread and butter. So it's uh, you can either play solo or you can do a three-person team, uh, and then you basically drop down onto a map, and there's a um, there's like a main enemy, main boss enemy that you're trying to hunt um, and take down. And then what you do what you do once you take them down is you you start banishing them. So like this percentage starts building up in the corner, um, but other people in the in the match can also kind of try to you know, flank you and, and take you out and sort of collect the bounty because um, so you you're trying to track, collect the bounty. You got to track the monster first. So is you have the monster clues. player controlled? No. No. Um, so oh, you're finding the PVE clues. part. So yeah, it's, a, it's a competitive PVE. So you can yeah. still compete against each other, but you're all going after a, a NPC, essentially target, a computer yes. controlled target. Um, okay. That's yeah, what I like about it. That's sorry, cool. I, I missed the piece. Yeah, Derek was mentioning you're finding clues kind of uh, spread out throughout the map to basically narrow down the area where the main guy is that you're trying to find the main NPC boss that you're trying to banish um, and collect that bounty. So then you bring it back to the extraction point to then get like a bunch of XP. So you obviously get way more uh, way more XP. Um yeah, it's it's actually really fun. Like if you get a really good match going, like and you actually get some kills and like dude, I w- the the first kill I ever got, I had I had a sledgehammer, just this massive sledgehammer and this guy was like coming at me. I swear he was looking right at me, but for some reason he just didn't register that I was like an enemy. So like he climbed over a fence 
and I just kind of climbed up right behind him and just freaking swung that thing right down at the back of his skull, and he just went down, like, just immediately. Um, you die pretty quick. So. You do like the Hammer Bros. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. It's this kind like of thing where like really you yeah. level up and you can like get yeah. better so gear as you the only, go. The only thing I don't like, I mean, I get it. I think it's just to kind of basically add an extra layer of tension. But um, there's permadeath. So basically, the first ten levels of your rank, um, the permadeath is disabled. So you, it's just to kind of get you acclimated to the game. Once you hit that level 10, the permadeath is uh, enabled. So your character in that next match, if it di- if your character dies, like you, that character's gone. Like that character's dead. Um, the only thing that you're really losing is essentially like um, the ability points that you accumulate from leveling up to kind of give you that sort of edge, like kind of like, you know, more stamina or... Um, that seems uh, like a big deal if you're losing ability points you've earned. Yeah, so that's that's kind of to, yeah, it's to add that extra layer of stress because it's like oh I just I've been working on this character I've been adding these abilities and now they're just gone so I have to start a new character. Um, but you don't lose guns, you don't lose your like in-game currency, um, okay. so that that all stays. Um, but you do lose the abilities in that character, so that's kind of where yeah that's kind of where like the stress of that comes in. So. Yeah, the first time that I actually nabbed a, a bounty, I was like, I was just, I just booked it. I, I, I was, I was feeling a little stressed. I was like, all right, I got, I got a bounty, and I, now I gotta just haul ass this way because you know. So you arrive on the map, you follow the clues. Let's say you survive, no other players kill you. Yep. To the enemy, is it a big boss that's hard to kill, or is it an, is it a pretty easy character to kill? It's, is it a it's, human? It's a little tough. It's definitely tough. So th- there's, there's sort of things throughout the map to kind of that you have to watch out for. So there'll be like broken bottles on the on the ground that if you walk over and the um like kind of the grunts, so like the zombies are nearby, they'll hear that and they'll come after you. Um, there's like okay, if, so there's smaller mobs to take out. Yeah, it's um okay. so it's actually almost like a little bit of a like a left left for dead vibe. So there's different sort of um tiers of enemies like there's like this one that's actually super creepy so in left for dead there's um there's that chick zombie that like shrieks right that attracts more zombies so this there's one that's kind of like that but she like actually will shoot out like um insects to poison you um but she just she looks really cool so think of like your body if like the flesh kind of like ripped off from your um from your chest so you can see like her like kind of chest exposed and then there's like almost like this insect like nest coming out of her or inside but like her flesh is like hanging off the side so her head's like this but like oh my gosh. Her, her like chest is over here all the bones and everything it's super creepy but it looks cool that's um, what i she'll... think probably happens in real life when you know in the movies when yes. people are like in a subway tunnel and they can somehow squeeze up against the wall as the subway goes by and it doesn't hurt them. I yeah, think yeah. that's what would actually happen to them. If they yeah, did that. That, yeah, it would just literally rip your, fr- yeah, your flesh yeah. off. Rips your whole front of your yeah. chest off. Yeah. So there's, there's some cool looking enemies. And that's definitely, she's like kind of one of the cooler ones, I think. Um, but she's just like a regular enemy. I mean, obviously stronger than just like the regular zombies. Um but it's yeah, on sale right now for sixteen bucks. Yeah, so I, I actually think it would be super fun for us to get together and play it. I, I it, it's definitely more fun with a group. I've played with random people, um, mostly solo, just because I'm. Yeah, just but if you play with the group, don't you still want to take each other out? So well, it's a team. So you could do a three-person team, and you're taking out other oh. three-person teams. Or you play oh, solo. Fortnite-esque. Okay, all right. So it's a little yeah, battle yeah. royale-esque. Okay. All right, I just bought it on PS5. 
Oh, okay. Well, we could have played. You could have done PC though. I mean. Yeah, but it's it's more of a pain that way. It's just easier to just log into the console and play. Tim, do you wanna do you wanna well, now do I, you wanna zombie red dead it up? Because it's basically red I dead zombie. <laughs> Since you got That's it on the PS4, other reason you know. is like yeah. Tim can play it now. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. If he wants to play it. Yeah, I don't think well, I, I I don't think I mentioned it. it. The aesthetic is 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 like Wild West, so it's basically like Red Dead like with zombies or dude i'm right i'm doing the whole cowboy thing with the tv show i'm watching and so i'm down for that there you go we're on the same page. Uh, i'll actually because it's downloading now i'll play it tonight if anybody yeah wants to play. yeah yeah it's 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 well, really fun um again it well just i has... want to do the resident evil thing and then do that yeah so. yeah um but it has sort of that like dark souls where you're like oh i'm stressed about losing my souls like it kind of has that vibe of like there's that layer of stress of like oh i don't want to lose my character like it's important but yeah, I understand well, they want to give you, you know, like a bit of a weight to the character dying. Uh, I guess I'll just have to try it for myself to see how big of a deal is it actually to lose those ability points. Like, is it is it crippling or is it more of an inconvenience? Because no, I, can, I can handle inconvenience. But if it's like, yeah. if it feels like you just started over from the very beginning, that that'd be enough to me. Yeah, I, I'd say it's I'd say it leans more to the inconvenience side, because, again, it's just more kind of like. It's just added bonuses. Um, wh- what's a game we were talking about re- uh, recently where we're like, oh, it's not really like you're losing anything. It's just more in an incentive when you get abilities. Um, uh, a lot of games we talked about recently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there was one specifically, but I, I can't remember what it is okay. off the top of my head. But it's just, yeah, it's just basically like an added bonus. So Yeah, Hunt Showdown. That's interesting. I, I just did a Google search for it, too. And, it, you know, there's still a lot of Twitter talk around it. And yeah. there's apparently a pretty good community of people who like it. Yeah, and like Derek said, when it goes on sale, that tends to give it a, a little spike in usage as well. You know, whether it's whether it's major Twitch streamers start playing it more, or major podcasts, whether it's Easy Allies or whoever they play it, that can give it a boost. But also, you yep. put it on sale across all platforms, and you're going to see. I a, mean, a I lift. didn't know about the game at all until I saw them playing it. So, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about it, um, but then once I saw. It's just competitive online only game. I was like, yeah, cool aesthetic, but I don't care. It's the same thing with that hood game that's coming out, the Robin Hood game. I love that yeah. setting, yeah, but yeah. it's just a competitive multiplayer game, and so I'm not naturally drawn to those kind of yeah. games. I'll I'll try them, but I th- you know. I think for like twenty bucks, if you can find it for twenty or less, that's where it's reasonable. I, I bought it used at GameStop for twenty, so I was like, that's worth it to me. If it was sixty, I'd be like, I'm all set. I got you. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, that's stuff we've been playing. Uh, unless I missed anything, any anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we? I mean, we uh, we're gonna start our our mountain uh, c- uh cabin sort of castle yeah. that we're gonna right. Huh? Yeah, um, we Valheim? played some played some Valheim yesterday. Derek, I think you you would enjoy parts of that. As we were playing it yesterday, as we were taking down that blob using those f- frost arrows, I was like, Teague would like some of this stuff, but I don't I don't know if you'd like all of it, but you'd like some of it. <laughs> I do. I do think you would. I think, I think you would enjoy playing it, Derek. But visually, you're a snob, and it's not like a you know high fidelity 4K. Like, I amazing. talked to Jesse White about it, like because you guys kept talking about it on the show, and I was like, you know, I've looked at the game, and there's parts of me that are like, I think I could have fun with this. I, I don't even think it's the aesthetic. It's just I don't like I don't like survivor games. Like right. str- I'm talking straight survivor. I'm not I typically survivor. don't either. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's what's holding me back. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll buy it when it's on sale, which is not going to happen anytime soon with how successful it is. But but if you do play, you'll 
just play on our server, which is a dedicated one. And we've got like, you don't have to start from scratch and go to a stone axe. And like, we've got tons of stuff to get you jump started. We basically you know? would well, let you. Yeah. I never game with you guys. I bought Hunt Showdown. <laughs> we're probably not even going to play it. I'll end up playing it by myself for no, one No, man, we're night. playing it tonight. I get, I get a gaming night. I gave my wife a girl's night last night. I get a gaming night tonight. Yeah. So. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to play the Resident Evil demo because it's limited time tonight, right? So if I don't play it tonight, then I don't. I mean, I'm, it's coming out in a few weeks. and so not a big deal, but I just want to try it. I want to see it. But then I'll totally be on. I'll be on PS5. I'll play some Hunt Showdown. Well, you need to download Hunt right now. Um, can you do it from there? Because you have my. <laughs> oh yeah, I could just log in as you. Well, yeah, no, because they would download on my console. Yeah, you're giving yeah. them too much power, Tim. Yeah, I know. No, I I thought if you did it from the app, like if I try to download, let me see if I can app, do it. Let me do and it. And I think yeah. if I do it from the app, it'll download to your console since we do the swaparoo there. Which uh, I anyway. think is what I do a lot of times, like on Xbox, I download stuff. To you have installed a ton of stuff on my <laughs> consoles. Yes. <laughs> Has has he really? Oh, yeah. for real. Yes. There's been a lot of stuff downloaded on my that's console. A, that's actually pretty funny. On I, try to, I try to tell it to download like um, mature games so his kids can like <laughs> accidentally access. Sure. Hey, Dad, what sexy time game? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sexy uh, simulator 2000 <laughs> something. So other than the convoluted demo release of Resident Evil 8, did they talk about anything else in the Ooh, in that yes. big presentation? Mercenaries, which I've never been like specifically super interested in, but a lot of people like actually love the mercenaries um mode. So it's just kind of like an arcade like kind of timed mode where like you're um you know, you're going through and you're killing enemies and you're kind of um Is this think, in the RE8 world or just Resident Evil broadly? As far as we know, RE8 world. Okay. Yeah, right. um, I mean, they could expand it, or they obviously just haven't shown us like everything, so okay. maybe there is more, but as far as I know, it's probably just eight. And it comes um, with RE8? It's like a multiplayer yes. mode that's so in there? so it's free. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a free mode. Um, yeah, people are just super into it. You you basically, you kill enemies, you accumulate money, and you're upgrading stuff, and you're and you're kind of progressing through the mercenary mode. It's it's like it's just like a fun arcade mode, like timed arcade mode. Yeah. So. Cool. So they yeah. talked about that a little bit. They un- unveiled their plan for the demos. The idea for the demos, by the way, folks, is just that <laughs> if they've got a main demo coming out like the week before the game releases or the weekend before it releases, I guess, that most people have access to. But before that, it's almost like they wanted to gamify it a little bit, like to make mm-hmm. it fun or to make it kind of like exclusive. If you've got certain platforms, you can play it between the hours of here and here, but only for 30 minutes. And <laughs> it's, you know, I-, I feel like it's a marketing ploy. And I actually don't think it's the dumbest move ever because we're everyone's talking about it. Like, what a weird way to do demos. And then everyone explains it and talks about how to do it. So I don't think it's the worst idea ever. I just think it's strange, you know, for such a big company yeah. releasing such a big game. It seems I mean, a little off. But. It's a double-edged sword because it, it could be either it that is. what you're saying, Tim, or it could be people miss the window because it's convoluted and then they get pissed. Yeah, like, they could, but they're know? not going to not buy the game because of it. That's oh, sure. But I'm saying people yeah. will go online, they'll complain, and be like, oh, I didn't understand the, the you know. So That's true. That's true. So, yeah, just, a... Before we move forward with anything, I just want to give a shout out to the fact that the show that I just finished watching probably about a month ago, Warrior, got renewed for season three. Sure which did. Is huge because, like, I had no idea that the show even existed until I had HBO Max. Right. And then I And it's watched... a Cinemax show. It's not even an HBO show. No. Hmm. 
so I started watching it because I was like, man, this kind of like this is up my alley. Like it looks like it's like a kung fu matrix type thing, you know, like where it's all about. Well, not kung fu matrix, but like like a Bruce Lee type show. It's also arts. kind of a western. Yeah. It's set in the late 1800s in San yeah. Francisco, so ah. it's got a little bit of a western vibe to it. There's a okay. couple episodes where they go out into the country. And there's definitely covered wagons and cowboys and horse riding and all that. Most of it's more of an urban western setting, so it's like downtown city stuff between mm. these these mostly Asian gangs. But then you get some of the Irish and then some of the Americans all involved, and it's oh, the it's Irish are big in the show, big uh, time, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm it's like good. really excited that they announced. It's I think it's 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 really good. It's good fun, and it, it doesn't try to be something that it's not. Like it's. It's all about slow-mo fighting, a lot of good-looking people, and kind of on-the-nose dialogue, but not bad either. It's good. It's it's well done. And I saw that not only is it getting a third season, but it's going straight to HBO Max. So I don't know if HBO bought the show or I what. Think so. but... I think so. Okay. Well, does does HBO and Cinemax are – I wonder if they're under the same. They might level. own Cinemax, yeah. They might. Because Which I always feel like they're like a collaboration, like, hey – Buy HBO and you get Cinemax or something like that. Like, they're always doing stuff together. Yeah, it might have been, like, some kind of movie arm. Well, mine's downloaded. I don't know if I initiated your download correct. See, it gives, it gives me a notification from your PlayStation <laughs> that Hunt Showdown is ready to play. Since your PlayStation is my primary one. So, anyway. Whatever. I'll, I'll get it downloaded. It's fine. Um, all right. So, yes. Warrior... Um, is getting another season probably not till next year though because I, I think it just got renewed which means it's probably not even going to start filming till yeah later this year so it's still it's still a pretty cool show don't recommend it for everyone there are certain folks who if you find the content they typically have on cinemax and hbo to be offensive it's definitely got some of that so you got to watch watch out if that offends you but uh but it is good it's very violent too all right so we've got the Resident Evil presentation we talked about. Oh, we didn't talk about this yet. Um, in its first five months, the PlayStation 5 is the best-selling console in history uh, as far as, like, in in any console's first five months. Yeah. That's kind of the comparison. Not in its lifetime. But, but hey, you can't find any and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I, think, I think that speaks to the demand of this console. Like, it's just so high. Um, yeah, it's hard to find, but you could make an argument that it's actually not that much more difficult to find than previous PlayStations. It's just the demand is so much higher. You can make an argument for that. Yeah. Um, and that even though, you know, we've talked a lot about their issues with distribution, I don't have a problem with their manufacturing. Like to me, that makes sense. Like you are limited in manufacturing because mm-hmm. of COVID and all that stuff. To me, that makes sense. And for, I kept hearing they're actually manufacturing more of these than you think. It's all about the distribution. I still think they could have done the distribution in oh, some yeah. really customer-friendly ways. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, all that to say, huge success yet again. And uh, the reason they're having success is because they, they decided not to make Days Gone 2. That's why. So, <laughs> Yeah, obviously. <laughs> if they did, then everyone would have rioted and they would not have That's bought right. PlayStation. That's right. By the way, if you want a good laugh... Go check out the David Jaffe and Jason Schreier drama. <laughs> um, they, we've talked about this before. David Jaffe is just a, he just does not care. Like he doesn't care what you oh. think about him. He'll say whatever. He gives zero Fs about anybody or um, anything. 
Tim, so. I just want to warn you that from now on, like my energy is just going to be David Jaffe's energy. <laughs> oh, good. So <laughs> I'm just going to swear a lot. I'm going to tell people to F off. <laughs> so I had and, never uh, <laughs> heard Jason Schreier talk before. I'd only seen his reporting. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But then when you, <laughs> I watched so David Jaffe, David Jaffe put up a video on his YouTube just channel. So unfortunate. Where, and he just, he just lambasts the Min Max podcast that had, uh, Jason Schreier. Is he part of that podcast full time? No. Okay. I think he was just a guest. A guest. Okay. So he was on there and they would start talking and he would have to pause it just to bash him. Like, I, honestly, I was getting a lot of Teague energy. Like, I know, Freitas, you want that to be your energy, but I was getting a lot of Teague energy where they would start talking. He would pause and be like, just look at this guy. Look at this guy down in the corner. Look at him. Like, <laughs> just listen. It was really funny. That would be my energy. But again, the profanities would start coming out. I'm just trying to be nice to right. you, Tim. I don't need right. you to be hitting that censor button, you know, every time. Man. <laughs> You're a good man. Um, so anyway, that is that was pretty funny to watch that. Uh, it was. It was very funny. Yeah, I I also think, and he makes a good point about this too, because he's like, yeah, what would I know? Not like, not like I've been in the industry creating video games. Like, what do I know? Yeah, I've and, I've only made God of War, you know, multi million dollar games. Like, what have you done? What have you and, done? Well, I also love the way he subtly, and I, apparently he's called him out for this before, but he subtly calls out Schreier for his his one sided take on the crunch in the industry. Because he's yeah, just I, like, love that he, not I love that shot. I loved that. I love that he said, "You know nothing about it. You're an idiot." I was yeah. like, "Basically, like, what have you done? Like, you've gone on reporting, and, you, and he even gave him credit. Like, you've done some good reporting. Yeah. But in general, what have you? You've done nothing. Like, and he, like he, mo- mostly talking to the minimum. He was balancing it out by saying, "Listen, I acknowledge that he's actually done some good work, and he's even ro- uh, written a book or two. Like, I acknowledge that, but I hate you, and you suck. <laughs> like, that's basically the the energy that w- that it was. Oh, it like, was." It was so good. It was yeah, so it funny. Really was. Yeah, that was great. All right. Yeah. Anyway, just want to throw that out there. Uh, other thing that I'll mention um, is, of course, we had a indie world presentation from Nintendo. We won't we won't go through all these, but it's worth watching if you like, obviously, indie games. The it Switch does have. It was. It was. It it wasn't one of their strongest. There's a few things that are interesting, and I think mm-hmm. Derek will even care about this one. It's a I think it's Konami's first published game, new game, in a long time. I could be wrong. There was um, one last year, I think. A brand new game, or was yeah. it a remake? Oh, it was like right. kind of like a little like uh, pixely like uh, platforming game. I think. okay. Well, this is actually technically a remake. I looked it up, and it's I think it's an old NES game. It might have been Japanese only NES game. Um, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation, but it's Getsu Fumaden. Yeah, I think and, that's right. Um, and the subtitle is Undying Moon. So this was an old Konami kind of arcade-style game, very difficult apparently. Um, and the new look of this game, you got to go watch the YouTube uh, video of this trailer. It looks so good. Like the animation style looks amazing. Like it looks, it, it's a side-scrolling game, yes, but it looks gorgeous. The animation looks so so good, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty tough game too. I get I get like strong roguelike, maybe even some Souls elements to it uh, at a glance at least. So the, the aesthetic is um is very um uh, ja- uh not Japanese like Chinese painting esque. Oh yeah, right? totally. It's, it's it's that kind of traditional old like whenever you see like a a movie at all like you know a kung fu movie that's you know kind of leaning towards the Chinese culture and and everything that's and you see like those old paintings and stuff like it's literally yes. that type of style. So yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, that, I thought that one was a standout uh, of these. It does, it did say 2022, although it might come to PC a little sooner. It's only announced for PC and Switch so far. Um, but it's again, it's one of those games that you see it, and you're like, yeah, that's a perfect fit for the Switch. So that'll be cool. The other ones I wanted to highlight, and Dan, I don't know if there's any that you wanted to call out, but I do think Ollie Ollie World's going to be a lot of fun. It, the visuals now look more like Spirit Fair, that kind of like light-hearted, whimsical, hand-drawn-ish style. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever played those games, if you like skateboarding games, I always thought those did a great job nailing the the skateboarding. It's not too easy, but not too difficult. I, I like those games. Another one that came out that was interesting, it's out now, it's called The Longing. I don't think this game looks like it's very fun, but the concept is really interesting. So the guy made it, you are a servant who's waiting for your king to reawaken. Yeah. yeah. And you have 400 days to wait. So when you start the game, a real timer of 400 real time days starts. And listen, I don't know if I don't know if there's a way to fast forward it or if like I don't Is know. Is it real time? The, that's what it's, it says. That, okay. that was the big pitch of it was that it's real time. So I don't know if there's a way to like change the system's internal clock to like fast forward it to the end, but basically yeah. you are going around doing all these different jobs you have as the servant, collecting things, maybe even fighting. I didn't see much fighting, but you're exploring, you're trying to fix things up, whatever, uh, in these deep, dark, dungeon-like caves uh, while you're waiting for your king to awaken. I just thought that was... It's weird. It looks really weird, but it's interesting. It basically sounds like Derek's worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It's an indie game that literally lasts 400 years. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We already yeah. talked about Shredder's Revenge, the TMNT Dude, uh, game. So, I'm so excited about that. So they talked about that one some more. They actually had wow. some of the developers talk about it. It looks really cool. looks it really, does. really cool. And they clearly are very passionate about the old, you know, tur- like Turtles in Time, like that, like kind of that time frame of like Turtles games. So it gives me very strong 90s arcade Ninja Turtles vibes. And I think that's what they're going for. So uh, Chris Tales, which you've talked about before, Dan. I have. Um, that one comes out on July 20th. Yeah, uh, that I'm looks like a really excited. fun game. That one looks interesting. I've got the demo for it downloaded and just never tried it. Yeah. They they uh, keep talking about it. They're saying they a lot of inspiration from Super Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger. So I mean, if those aren't okay. sells to you, all then, right, you know. you've got me now. Yeah, that's pretty much it. The rest of them were a little bit underwhelming. Um, unless well, you're last... a really big, really big fan of Fez, I suppose they're putting Fez out again. Although I still love that people, no matter what, they always post the comment from. Phil Fish that he says, screw this, I'm done. Fez 2 is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> he just quits all social media that moment. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, uh, Skull the Hero Slayer did look cool. The idea there being that you're fighting humans. Like, you are the boss that's becoming stronger, basically. Um, that's kind of what that looked like. You're fighting human heroes, basically. And then the last thing was Oxen Free 2. They did, you know, they actually haven't done a one more thing in a while. They've usually mm-hmm. been like, this is our last game we're going to show. So they did like a one more thing, and then the radio static came in, and I was like, Oxen Free 2. Like, as soon as they yep, did that, yep, yep, yep. Oxen Free 2. Um, I liked that game a lot, so this yeah. one will be cool. It had um, some cool, somewhat creepy vibes. I yes. liked it. Yeah. yeah Interesting like story. For sure. So, so yeah, that was their... I, I'm with you, Dan. It wasn't their strongest, but my expectations for this weren't super high. Mm-hmm. My expectations for the Nintendo Direct were high, and I was super let down, which we've already talked about. Um, but for this one, they weren't super high. So seeing a couple things that look mildly interesting is fine with me. I don't, I don't really put much weight into these. And if they deliver something cool, that's great. And if they don't, then I just shrug, like whatever. <laughs> what is interesting though is in June, 
I hope we're going to get a huge wave of amazing, awesome, surprising news, especially from Microsoft and Nintendo, who I'm still wondering, what are you guys making? Like, what games are you actually working on? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so hopefully we'll find out because E3 is coming back and it's going to be all digital and apparently pretty pretty much free. I don't think they have any kind of paid access mm-hmm. for anything. So free for everybody. The only company that's not confirmed, the only major player is Sony that's not confirmed. But I would be surprised if they don't have a state of play. I sometime. mean, yeah. I, I think it's it's really weird because it's like, what's what's the point? Like, yeah. just all these companies, especially last year, a bunch of these companies got together and did their own thing online. It's like, that just seems like the easiest like i mean what is e3 just going to make it easier for them to like organize everyone together like it clearly just puts the... it in a central spot and I then guess, but... it's, it's going to be like an online conference yeah. or convention or whatever listen I, i'm with you like i don't in, in a way it's kind of like what's the point on the other hand it is kind of a fun benchmark every year for no. gamers yeah, so i like sure. that it's happening in some way um and it kind of like I just that whole week has always been one of my favorite weeks as a gamer, mm. at least uh, every year. I've always loved that week. So and I actually heard I was listening to Game Scoop today and someone wrote into their show talking about how they every year they do a E3BQ where a bunch of their gaming <laughs> buddies get together and they, they grill out and they drink beer and then they watch the opening. Whoever recent years has been Microsoft, but whoever the mm-hmm. big opening conference is, yeah, they'll do a big cookout and then put it up on the big screen and watch it together. I was like, that concept is pretty cool. Like that's yeah. something like the idea, even though we can't all get together like that, um, just knowing that everyone else is watching this and we can talk about it. There's something fun about that. There um, is. And I think for the most part that's behind us, but there's still going to be some of that moving forward. So I think we'll see some new stuff from Microsoft. Um, Nothing crazy. I do think some of their studios will show some stuff off, though. I think we'll see get a better idea of what's happening for this holiday. Again, even if it's not like something amazing, I think we'll get a better idea of what to expect from Microsoft this holiday. Um, and then from Nintendo, who knows? I mean, the hope is that you hear about the the Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be, right? The Switch. Switch Pro, whatever. Switch something. Ultra Switch. I don't want it to be a Switch Ultra Pro. Super Switch. That's I, what they should call it. Yeah, I don't. Because if a Switch Pro just sounds like it's going to be a, a slight step up. I, I want to see like a full next yeah. thing. But I'm probably hoping to. For Sup, Super Switch, Tim. I'm telling you. That's what they should call it. Super Switch. S-U-P-A. Like that. Super yeah. Switch. <laughs> Super. Yeah. Super Switch. So, do you guys care about E3? Is that a thing? Like, do you care? Oh, like, do you want yeah, it to absolutely. Happen? It's just I und- I don't know. Especially with last year, with you know having the pandemic, like things are just like rapidly changing. And and yeah. again, all the company, a lot of companies, a lot of the big boys last year, they just kind of took it took it in their own hands. They're like, well, we're just gonna show people like on our own little thing, and right, you know. So, but the only thing I didn't like is how spread out it was. Like these guys were doing it this month. These guys were doing it that month. I, I didn't like it spread. I kind of just want like one massive, crazy, like gathering of like conferences. I, I prefer that just to kind of like That's have it all done. We, what we prefer, but because yeah. everybody's stories get like toppled. So sure. like, Sony might make a big announcement and then Microsoft would might announce something bigger yeah. or that's why they spread it out. Oh, it makes sure. more sense, but it does suck because, like, to me, the, that week, E3 week, was kind of like Christmas as you become an adult. Like, I can buy whatever I want whenever I want. So it's not as exciting when I buy things, but when I can, like, 
watch a bunch of announcements of my favorite hobby that's what's like the christmas yeah. feel to me there's like Same. this excitement there's this mystery i have no idea what they're gonna announce Same. there's a lot of speculation and that's yeah. kind of gone-ish and that's what sucks like i, I want that to come back so that's to me it's almost like um obviously nothing near to the extent of something like the olympics but you think about the olympics what makes that so fun is i'm not a track and field fan i don't I don't keep up with all the competitions. Sure. But when the Olympics are on, I kind of like the idea of putting it on and you're like, oh, what's the next event? Oh, cool. I'll watch that. Oh, gymnastics are on. Swimming is on. Like, I kind of like bouncing around from thing to thing just to see who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I get that same vibe when I watch the World Cup. I don't watch a lot of soccer. I, I always feel like I want to watch more, but I just don't make time to. It's not easy to keep track of everything. But, um, you know, but watching the World Cup, that's like a, it's like an event. All right, what's the next game? Or like March Madness. I don't watch all of NCAA basketball, but when March Madness, it's the same thing. This is, this is March Madness, World Cup, Olympics time for gamers. Like it, it all happens at once. It's like, all right, Microsoft is tonight. Ubisoft is tomorrow morning. Sony's the next night. Nintendo's the next. Like having all, this lineup of companies that are going to unveil their plans for the future is just really fun. I think it's really fun. So it is. It, it's just yeah. It, I get it. It the like Derek was saying. It's it's just more. They don't they don't want to step on all over each other. They kind of want their moment, you know, in the spotlight. Right. But like that's what's fun about E3 is like this conference happens. It's like oh man, that that thing right there that they announced that's insane. And then the next conference happens, and then they announce something that's you know some people think are crazier than than the other announcement. And everyone's you know kind of. You know, well, some people are playfully arguing, and then other people are actually arguing about which is better. But you know, and there's also the cringe factor that used to be so fun at some of those live press conferences. Yeah. They bring out a celebrity who doesn't want to be there, you sure. know, <laughs> or a band to come play, or a sports athlete. I remember they brought out. I think it was. It's always Microsoft who does this. They're the ones who spend big bucks on these celebrities more than anybody else. But I remember them bringing out. Was it Pele? They brought out some soccer player for FIFA. Or something Dude, the, like that. The, e, the um the EA ones are always just so like EA just, ones please is... like just put a bullet very, in my skull. Very, very cringy. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. But anyway, so that's happening. That was some big news recently that I thought was kind of interesting. But um I think that's all I've got. There's probably some other headlines that I'm missing. I was looking through them as we were getting ready to start recording, and I'm not seeing a ton of other ones. Oh, there's um if you were looking forward to the Lord of the Rings MMO that Amazon was going to make, do you remember this announcement? That's now been canceled. Oh, has it really? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, I I thought they were working just on a game. Was it an MMO? They were working know... on the Lord of the Rings MMO. Was the so name. they were working on two MMOs because there's another one. I forget, I think it's called New World. Okay. Um, yeah. That they're currently working on, and some people I don't think actually that's have been said... canceled yet. Okay. No. But... Yeah. That that there was I don't like think a... that one will get canceled because that's yeah. the one they've supported the most. Right. And and that one I've heard that some actual decent things about it. Um. Uh, nothing amazing, but that actually seems decent. But like their whole the way that they they seem very unorganized over there, basically, from what I gather um, at Amazon Games, because it's essentially people at Amazon trying to tell them what to do, but they don't know anything about games. So they're trying to tell people that do know the industry and what they're doing. They're trying to tell them what to do. And it's like, well, you don't really get this industry and you're just thinking dollar signs, but that it it doesn't just equate this way. So it's kind of frustrating and, and people have left and, and that's why games have been getting canceled. So Mm-hmm. It seems it seems like a huge mess over there at Amazon Studios, essentially. Got it. So, hey, by the way, I just saw this one. I thought this was interesting. The Resident Evil Village resolution and frame rates for consoles revealed. Did you guys see this? 
Yeah, yep. I think that's what Derek was mentioning at the uh, what is it capped at or not capped but locked at forty five. So so if you've got the base Xbox One and PS4 versions, you're gonna see it in nine hundred p. Nice. At thirty frames per second, although <laughs> PS4 can reach forty five frames per second. Derek um, wipes his butt with nine hundred p. It's true. Nine hundred p is nothing. My, it's true. My the, computer laughs at me if I try to put it at nine hundred p. For the for the it's PS4 like, are you sick? Pro, for the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, it'll be at 1080p, running at 60 frames per second, and then at high resolution, it can go down to 30 frames per second and run at 4K, which is no surprise. That's kind of how those things have operated on most games, I think. I I still have a problem with this, and this is what I'm curious with like Resident Evil Five or Resident Evil Eight, and that's why I'm saying it now. I hate that they say 4K and it's not 4K. Yeah. Like, they need to they need to specify like they need to start saying native 4k like that's my issues because i could sit there and be like oh ps5 is running at 60 frames per second 4k that could mean 1440p like they they're not telling you the truth and that's what bothers me is like so you're saying that they classified as 4k as soon as they get over 1080p they classify it as 4k exactly oh it's exactly well like once you start breaking it down like once you start saying 1440p it's like people it's just gonna go over a lot of people's heads so like for the math part of it isn't 1440p a halfway step between 1080 and 4k isn't that a halfway jump well it's it's 2160 so it's under half so it's like a fourth of 4K, right? So 1080p, 4K, 4K 1080p is, is 2K. Oh, okay. Double that is 4K, so that's 2160. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So 1440, I'm just going to do quick math, is only like 360Ps more or something like that. That's not So it's not, it's not, not quite about halfway from 1080 to 2160. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It is interesting, though. So if you get at the base level consoles you'll still be able to run it it's just the resolution won't be quite as high if you have the upgraded consoles like i've got the one x so i'll be able to run it either at a high frames per second um or you know but since i'll have it on ps5 i'll be able to run it 4k hdr 60 frames per second on both although it's 45 frames per second with ray tracing on it says and i do think let me just clarify i do think for this game it is going to be native 4k I could be wrong because of ray chasing. They may have dropped it to 1800p. I just saying that in general, I get annoyed by that because I want games, especially on the PS5, I want them running at native 4K. So I hate when they say 4K because now I know they can do native on a lot, but they can't do it on all of them. So yeah. they're not being honest because you could be like, well, I'm going to buy it on PS5. It's it's native 4K anyways, and then find out it's really not. I, I'm, I honestly think a lot of people don't know when you say native 4K, that's probably just like, what are you talking about? Like, what, why, yeah. are you saying, why are you saying native in front of 4K? Yeah. Like, I don't understand the difference. Like, I think a lot of people just don't. Or you at know least what's not weird yet. is that we jump to oh, a different measurement. I agree measurement. with Dan. I yeah. agree that I understand why they just say 4K. Yeah. But what's it interesting is that we used, to, we used to talk about the measurement in pixels and the main measurement was the height. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that 1080 is the height, correct? And now 4K actually refers to the width because it's 3,800. 3, well, there's, there's two numbers. There's, you know, I forgot. It's like 3,800 by 2,160. 
Correct. No. Thirty-eight forty by twenty-one sixty. Right. Yeah. It's, it's four K. At least yeah. that's commonly because it's close to four thousand. That's across. It's native four K. What's weird so, to me is that if if I'm, and this is how I thought about it for a while. So I think most people hear that and think, oh, we have skipped the two K, and we have quadrupled the resolution. We've gone from ten eighty P to four thousand P essentially. Right. And we just well, that's why 4K. I just asked that. I said a fourth yep. a second ago because in it's, my head I'm thinking nope. 4,000 and it's yep, not it's that. It's just doubled. So. Yep, it's just yeah. doubled. So it's very confusing. It's very misleading, I think. I don't like that and we call it 4K. I'm not going to like I'm not going to dive into it too deep. It's just a nitpick for me, but the reason it matters is and you've heard me talk about this in the past with the show where like for instance The Last of Us 2 was native 1440p. Mm. So it looked better on a native 1440p monitor compared to a 4K TV. Because it's basically saying, hey, all those extra P's that you have, all those extra pickle pixels, <laughs> they have they they're not full they're not utilized. Mm. So it doesn't have that tight crunchiness that I talk about. So right. if it says it's 1440p or 1800p, it has all these extra pixels that aren't being used or utilized. So the tightness that you see with native 4K isn't there. That's why I like native 4K. It's not just a, it's superior because somebody said it was. It's I can actually, for me, on my OLED or my monitor, I can tell right away. I'm like, that's not native 4K. Now, there are some games where it's like the art style. Like, for instance, uh, Genshin Impact is getting a 4K. Mm. I think it'll be cool, but I played it on PC and PS4 Pro, and it looked just as good. Yeah, like, I mean, because that's like a ha- almost like a hand-drawn anime style. Yeah, the style. art style, yeah. it's not like you can sit there and be like, it's tighter on PC. Like, it looks, it's Breath of the Wild. It all looks uh, the same. It I might, play it Breath might just have more details in the environment, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah. perhaps that, yeah. You can tell the difference. It's just it's not as blaring or glaring as it would be on, like, a Resident Evil 8 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, by yeah. the way, it is roughly four times, so I misspoke. So, even though... It goes from 1080p to essentially 2160p. We just don't call it 2160p. Mm. But you are quadrupling the number of pixels being displayed because going from two million pixels because they're both they're both getting doubled. And so it goes from about two million pixels on display on a 1080p screen to about eight million being displayed. That's kind of Derek's point of what native 4K should be displaying 800 pixels properly. Um, So anyway. That's that's the difference. That's why that's another good reason, I suppose, to call it 4K is it's now four times, yeah. you know, the original one. But it's uh, anyway. it's it's sexier to say 4K than 2160p. <laughs> yeah, much. Well, yeah, it's just much sexier. sexier. I yeah. agree. So, all right. Well, there you go. There's your uh, barely knowledgeable tech corner with Tim, Derek, and Dan. Yes. Um, we don't don't lump me in with y'all's news. <laughs> oh no, you're with us, buddy. Sorry, you are right Bro, there. Bro, I study this stuff. Like, I don't even game study. anymore. I just buy stuff on different consoles and PCs just so I can be like. Derek hires people to come in and game for him so he can watch. He's like, play it. Derek's Go ahead, got a d- diploma in TVs, apparently. <laughs> That's all I do. All right, well, that does it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening, Dan and Derek. Thanks for taking time out of your Saturday evening. It is now time to go. Get that 30 minutes of Resident Evil 8 in. And then, if you guys are still awake, play a little. I'll be hunt. awake just because I took oh, a I'll nap. I'll be awake. <laughs> you see, you're old man. You guys are old men. <laughs> Taking naps. I, oh, had go to. Start I was, downloading I was out till like 3.30 in the morning. Whose fault is that? Raving. 
Whatever the hell you kids do. Glow sticks. You got your glow sticks. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.